0: Welcome this fourth Sunday of Advent to Queen Anne Lutheran Church, proclaiming the love of God in Christ for every person. Whether you're a first time visitor, a long time member, or somewhere in between, we are glad you are here. A few reminders before we begin our service. First, as a gift to yourself and your neighbor, we invite you to silence your phones. Second, especially for our visitors, we ask that you remain masked during the entire service. If you have difficulty singing, let the congregation carry you in song. There will be an audio recording of this available if you wish to listen to a portion of the service again or know someone who might. That will be on our website um, shortly after the service. Finally, if you have any concerns uh, during the service, we invite you to uh, seek the assistance of our ushers. We begin this service in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Cradle and cross are inseparably linked on the fourth Sunday of Advent. Between a tribute to the little town of Bethlehem and Mary's magnificent song of praise, the letter to the Hebrews reminds us in no uncertain terms that Christ's advent is for the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. It is the kind of tension in which the church always lives as when in Holy Communion we proclaim the Lord's death even while longing for his full return. We invite you, please, to rise as you are able. Our gathering hymn is Canticle of the Turning, number 723 in the Red Hymnal. Lord be be with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, Lord Christ, and come. With your abundant grace and might, free us from the sin that binds us, that we may receive you in joy and serve you always. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated.
1: Our first reading, Micah chapter 5, verses 2 through 5a. The prophet Micah, having announced judgment upon Judah, speaks of the future shepherd king, who, like David, will come from the small town of Bethlehem. Ephrathah refers to the area around Bethlehem. This king will restore Israel and bring peace. New Testament writers understood this passage to be referring to Jesus. A reading from the book of Micah, chapter 5. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, you, who, you, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, but from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth.
2: author of Hebrews uses the image of religious sacrifice from the book of Leviticus to convey the significance of Christ's coming. Through obedient acceptance of God's will, Christ allow, allows his own body to become the greatest sacrifice of all, cleansing us of our sin and opening to us the path of salvation. Our reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me, and burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, See, God, I have come to do your will, O God, in the scroll of the book it is written of me. When he said above, You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, See, I have come to do your will. He abolishes the first in order to establish the second. And it is by God's will that we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Word of God, word of life. Please rise for the reading of the gospel.
0: According to St. Luke, the first chapter. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who revere him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in their thoughts, in the thoughts of their hearts.
3: Here we are at the fourth and final Sunday of Advent. Christmas really is coming. It's just around the corner. In fact, the word Advent means coming. We're getting ready to celebrate the coming of God into the world in a unique way. God takes on our humanity. The word for this is incarnation. The creator experiences what it's like to be the creation. It's an amazing mystery that God could dwell with us as one of us, but without Jesus, we would never experience God as personal. In today's first reading, we are told about the city where it happened. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Bethlehem isn't the city with God's temple. It's not the place where the king's palace is located. It's just a run-of-the-mill, sleepy town. Maybe this is a sign of God's upside-down kingdom, for the Son of God to come to humanity in the little town of Bethlehem.
1: A little town of Bethlehem was written by an episcopal priest named Philip Brooks, It was first sung at a Sunday school Christmas service on December 27, 1865. Please join us to sing, O Little Town of Bethlehem.
2: At the introduction to today's service, Pastor Dan reminded us that the cradle and cross are inextricably connected on the fourth Sunday of Advent. But what's this all about? We heard about the ancient Jewish system of sacrifices in today's second reading. Sacrifices reminded God's people that, by themselves, they weren't right in a relationship with God. But the sacrifices weren't complete. They had to be repeated. The system continued for centuries. The writer of Hebrews quotes Psalm 40. These words sound surprising, yet they show us that even authors of the Old Testament felt that sacrifices were not enough to make us right with God. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, here I am. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. The writer of Hebrews points this psalm to Christ. In Christ, God turns the whole idea of sacrifice upside down. God's Son, born of Mary in the little town of Bethlehem, is an offering once for all on the cross, for all people, for all time. The result is restoration, renewal and reconciliation with God and with one another. Now we can be at peace with God and make caring for our neighbor our focus. No other work on our part is necessary, including the old system of sacrifices. And so the cradle of Christmas really is linked to the cross and to the empty tomb of Easter. Both involve sacrifices Jesus made to bring us into right relationship with God and with others. That's why we want to Go Tell It on the Mountain that Jesus Christ is born.
1: Go Tell It on the Mountain comes from an African-American spiritual with Christmas words written by John W. Work, Jr. in 1925. Work was one of the first and foremost collectors of African-American songs and spirituals. He was a pro- also a professor teaching history, Latin, and Greek. Please join us to sing Go Tell It on the Mountain.
3: Our gathering hymn this morning is a modern take on the song of Mary. As recorded in Luke, Mary's song begins, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Through Mary, a real, living, breathing human being, God comes to humankind in the baby Jesus, God can completely identify with the human experience. Mary was God's willing servant, and through her consent, the Christ child entered the world. That's why all generations ever since call Mary blessed. The waiting is almost over. Christmas really is coming. God is coming into the world in the person of the Christ child. It's just around the
1: corner. Our next carol describes the Christ child as a sweet-smelling rose blooming in the middle of w- the winter time. The words also remind us of Isaiah's prophecy that the promised one would be descended from the kings of Israel through the line of Jesse, King David's father. Please join us to sing Lo How a Rose Air Blooming. <laughs>
4: At this time, if there are kids and children and parents with small children who'd like to come forward, we will uh, look ahead toward Christmas Eve with the first stanza of Silent Night. And there's plenty of room kind of around here in the center aisle and toward the other side. You can distance yourselves a little bit. Come on up, good to see you. Underneath the mask, I am still Cancer Kyle, who you, who you once knew. <laughs> and you, you can come a little toward the piano if you like. And, and uh, yeah, get, maybe kind of come up here a little bit. Uh, there's something I see that's different today, and it's right up there. Do you see four candles? Four candles have been lighted today. That means Christmas really is just around the corner, like Phoebe was saying. We light one candle each Sunday in the season of Advent, the four weeks leading up to Christmas, and we're almost there. Have any of you ever had the experience at home when the power goes out? Has that happened? It's kind of weird, isn't it? It feels kind of strange. Well, one Christmas, something kind of similar happened. There weren't electric lights at the church in 1818, but the organ was broken on Christmas Eve. No organ, no nothing. So the parish priest and the cantor got together and wrote a song that has become one of the most cherished Christmas carols of all time, and that's Silent Night. So we're going to take a few minutes to learn the first stanza so that wherever you are on Christmas Eve, and I hope you're here, You can sing Silent Night. Okay, I'm going to put the mic down. Repeat after me, Silent Night, Holy Night. Silent Night, Holy Night. All is calm, all is bright. All is calm, all is bright. Round yon, virgin mother
5: and child. Round yon, virgin mother and child. Only infants of tender, everybody Thank you.
4: I hope to see you here on christmas eve the tree the lights on the tree will be on on christmas eve but wherever you are on christmas eve you'll probably have a chance to sing silent night and i hope you'll sing it with gusto since we had a chance to practice today before christmas thank you everyone
0: Please rise as you are able. Let us confess the words of our faith in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. In this season of watching and waiting, let us pray for all people and places that yearn for God's presence.
1: Nurturing God, you give us life and care for every need. Use the church's gift and ministries for your service. Bringing your word to all who seek your transforming grace, Lord in your mercy, hear our prayer.
3: Creator God, you proclaim your boundless love for all that you have made. Renew barren lands, polluted waters, and melting ice caps. Help us care for your creation that brings forth abundant life. Lord in your mercy,
5: hear our
0: prayer.
1: Righteous God, you bring down the mighty and lift up the lowly. Strengthen those who seek justice. Bless the work of community, organizers, activists, journalists, and all who call your attention to imbalances of power. Lord, in your mercy.
0: Compassionate God, you proclaim your love and mercy. Show your loving kindness to teen parents and those who are pregnant. Comfort any struggling with infertility and those who await test results are in treatment and hospice care and others in need. Lord, in your mercy. For whom or what else do the people of God pray? With Thanksgiving for today on his birthday, Lord, bless him in another year of good health, your grace, and abundant love. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Hear our prayer. Gracious God, we also pray for Emmett recovering from a fall, the Andrzej and Paul family, John's son in law Jim, Deb, Ken, and Ellen, Mary, Olga, Jan, Lee, Barb Guyatin in thanksgiving for her good news, Carol, Jean, Ruth, Denny, Ben, Barbara, Shana, Hildy, Bob, Mulugeta, and Awatash. Lord, in your mercy.
3: Gracious God, you fill the hungry with good things. Bless the feeding ministries of this congregation and community. Guide us to share your bounty with those who hunger or live in poverty. Lord, in your mercy.
1: Faithful God, you stir up the hearts of those who love you. We give you thanks for those who, like Mary, were created in their witness. Give us such courage until the day, that day when you fulfill all things. Lord, in your mercy.
0: God of new life, you come among us in the places we least expect. Receive these prayers and those of our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right our duty and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you. Almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, you comforted your people with the promise of the Redeemer, through whom you will also make all things new in the day when he comes to judge the world in righteousness. Lord, help us work toward your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. If you are taking communion this morning, I invite you at this time to take out your communable and receive the body and blood of Christ in, with, and under the bread and wine at my direction. God invites you to this meal of grace. Receive now the food of forgiveness. This is the body of Christ broken for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. Let us pray. Jesus, bread of life, we have received your food of forgiveness in the bread and wine of Holy Communion. As you have nourished us in this meal, accepting us before you without condition, strengthen us to love one another as you loved us first. Amen. I invite you to be seated briefly for announcements. First, once more, a warm welcome to all of you, including those who are visiting us today. If you are new, we invite you to fill out a pew card, and you may include prayer requests, uh, re- requests to receive our newsletter, etc. cetera. So the prayer card is in the pew in front of you. We are grateful to have had Andrew Lewis, council member of District 7, at our forum this morning and um, appreciated the conversation. I think there are a few good things that will come out of this. And it's nice uh, to be in conversation with a, a city leader. Dietrich Bonhoeffer reminds us that one of the responsibilities of the church is to remind those lawgivers and so forth who are responsible for the welfare and justice in our society to do their work. And so, uh, today we had the opportunity not to remind as much, but to to hear what the city is doing and perhaps from uh, out of the gospel uh, to help when we are able. Uh, Just a couple more uh, things to say here. First, a uh, thank you to our young people who helped lead the service today. Um, and our choir, as, as always, um, and our trumpet player, we are very grateful for your service uh, to this church. Speaking of service, you could p- kind of put it that way. We have an angel in our midst, and other angels are welcome. Out in the narthex, you'll see a beautiful painting of the Annunciation by our own Barbara Koziol Some of you know her. Um This Advent, we invite other angels to join Gabriel. So if you have a moment after the service, please uh, take a look at the artwork in the North It's quite quite something. Uh, Finally, we are in need of uh, greeters and ushers and an assistant for our Saturday, December 25th service at 11 a.m., and then our service on Sunday, December 26th. Uh, We have one service that day, 10.30. We also uh, need ushers for that service. The following Sunday, the 2nd of January, we will again have one service. That will be at 10.30. And then on January 9th, we'll resume our normal schedule of two services. Also on January 9th, finally, we have, uh, I believe, and Carol Ann, I think, would agree. We've both heard her speak an incredible presentation waiting for us. This is by a nationally acclaimed author named Mary Jane Rubenstein. She's going to talk about a word that is rarely endorsed by Christian theologians, namely pantheism. She's going to make a case for it uh, in view of her book, pantheologies, gods, worlds, and monsters. We're hoping to have co-sponsors of this event, including the Queen Anne Bookstore, and we warmly invite you to be part of it. It'll be in person, but you can also participate via Zoom. Are there any other announcements for the good of the congregation? Then please rise for the blessing. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sending Him is joy to the world. Go in peace, be a force for good in the world.